Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello and welcome to episode number 37 of the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. Okay guys, we're about to jump into it. You're about to hear the rest of Abby's incredible story of weight loss. This episode might be a little bit longer, so carve out the time. I promise you, I promise it'll be worth it. Grab a cup of coffee, maybe even grab a pad and a pen and just get ready to be so inspired and to have your mind blown. But, but... For those of you that might have missed the previous episode, number 36, I strongly recommend you stop this episode right now. Stop and obviously (laughs) go listen to number 36 and then come back to this episode because we're in part two. This is the conclusion, okay? So right now, ready, go. All of you go. Here's your chance to go back to number 36. Okay, now for the rest of us, let's rock it. Here we go. As you remember, Abby, in her words had always been the big girl. So she thought that would just never change. She just thought that's how it would be. She said she tried to lose weight, but at the time, back, you know, kind of late high school, early adulthood, nothing nothing really seemed to work for her. After high school, um, she got out into the world. She was pursuing a career as a wedding photographer, but she was also kind of ignoring some major warning signs about her health. She was achy all the time. She never had any energy sometimes. Um... She couldn't keep food down. She was super thirsty all the time. Often, she felt like she could pass out, and sometimes she was even bedridden. And then at the age of 21, 21, guys, when most people are going out to buy their first drink or something, everything came crashing down. She was close to 400 pounds with undiagnosed extreme type 2 diabetes, and she wound up in the ICU Not only was she in the ICU, the doctors told her mom she probably wouldn't make it. But by the grace of God, she survived. Woo! Yes, thank the Lord. We still have Abby here with us. Now, knowing she had to do something about this, she started what most people do. She started going to the gym. Even though, for her at the time, it was the scariest and most intimidating thing she had ever done. Like, we talked about that all in the first episode. Or, excuse me, in the previous episode. She was putting in the work with the exercise, but she said, like, man, the scales weren't moving that much because she wasn't paying attention to her nutrition. And that's where we pick up the story. (laughs) So for all of you um, that had listened to that, that's just a little quick refresher. If you didn't listen to it and you're still listening to this episode, what's wrong with you? Because that's just super, super quick cliff notes and you miss so much good stuff. So be sure to go back and listen. So now let's pick it up. Abby said, I kept showing up back to the gym. I wasn't losing massive amounts of weight because my nutrition wasn't in check at all, but I started to become addicted to the stress relief I felt after working out. A mile on the elliptical felt like 10 miles to me at the time, but I showed up and put in, put the work in. After trying keto for months and months where I was told that calories didn't matter if I wasn't eating any carbs, I switched to a more balanced approach, to a more calorically deficient diet of healthy foods and not only felt better, but started to see the weight drop. So guys, Abby was told that as long as she went keto, 
calories didn't matter. So basically, it didn't matter what she ate. Like, it didn't matter how much she ate as long as she wasn't eating any carbs. Hey, you want to know a secret? (laughs) Keto is not magic, guys. If you're interested in knowing more about keto, I did an entire episode on it. So check out episode number 17, I'm pretty sure. I explain it all, but the bottom line is this. It's not a magical diet that melts fat like butter in a microwave, okay? It's not how it works. Someone can go keto and not lose a pound, as Abby realized. After keto, she started for the first time in her journey to head in the right direction for amazing long-term success. She said, I switched to a more balanced, calorically deficient diet of healthy foods and not only felt better, but started to see the weight drop. Now, she probably didn't even mean to, but she used the magic word right there. Balance. Ah, now we're starting to move in a really awesome direction. Guys, it's not sexy. It's not super six-pack abs, fat shred program. It's, it's not those things, but I'm telling you, balance is one of the magical principles that leads to amazing life change. It just is. So whenever you see someone who's lost a ton of weight and totally changed their life, I guarantee, even if they didn't realize it, they have discovered, they have stumbled upon and know and use a balanced approach. They understand the power of balance. I talk about this power. I talk all about balance a lot more in episode number 20 and in episode number 34, if you want to check those out. Okay, now back to Abby. She said, I got a bit obsessive, though. I started trying to eat as little food as possible, and eventually that triggered my binge eating disorder. It came back in full force. I didn't get to 400 pounds by chance. I am a true emotional eater. When I was little, I used to say that the only good thing about my day was dessert. Oh, man. So right here, look, we see We see Abby move toward balance, and she felt better, and she got results. And then her brain, you guys hear me talk about it all the time, the power of your brain in this process. Her brain reverted to its old tendency and went out of balance. She became obsessive about eating as little food as possible, and it triggered binge eating. Why? Because she was out of balance. When someone does not know or is not willing or just can't find balance, This is exactly what happens. They will swing from one end of the spectrum to the other, from one extreme to the other extreme, just like Abby experienced here. But how amazing and how incredibly self-honest of her when she said, look, I didn't get to 400 pounds by chance. Now, that doesn't mean that 400 pounds is her identity. That just means that she knows her tendencies. And that kind of amazing self-awareness is a powerful must-have tool in this whole process. Okay, Abby went on to say, I am a true emotional leader. When I was little, I used to say the only good thing about my day was dessert. If I was happy, I ate. Sad, pizza cured it. If we were celebrating, ice cream was the answer. My life revolved around eating and sneaking as much food as I could when I was little. My parents would not be home a lot. And when they left, my brother and I would raid the fridge. Eating was comfort. So when I got older and life got a little harder, my only coping mechanism was to eat as much food as I could. 
Oh, oh man. I know, I know there are so many of you right now. Maybe you're tearing up a little just thinking, yes, oh my gosh, Abby, that's me. Abby, that's my story too. And for some of you, you might not even realize it. There's a good chance that a lot of your life also revolves around food. And this is a self-defeating cycle that just leads food. It leads to food holding more and more power in your life because the more you're imbalanced and the more you indulge, the less healthy you are and the less confident you are and the less you feel like doing other stuff and deriving pleasure and excitement from other things in life. And before you know it, food is it. Like Abby so perfectly explained, like she so perfectly illustrated, it's your go-to. Food is your go-to for every occasion and every emotion. It's like there's no escaping it, and life almost feels empty without it. Before you know it, your life will revolve more and more around food when you have less and less to do and enjoy because of your lack of health, your lack of confidence, and your lack of ability to do other things you might enjoy, like hiking or skiing or playing sports or whatever. Abby, escape this, and you can too. I promise. I promise. A good first step, just a good simple first step, as soon as this episode's over, might be checking out episode number 28, where I discuss emotional eating and stress eating, and I give you just a simple three-step process to really become aware and to begin taking steps to overcome it and break free. Okay, so let's get back to Abby. Next, she said, when I had put in a whole bunch of work at the gym on a certain week, and then the scale didn't move, instead of loving my body for being able to do those workouts, I would get upset and quit my diet for the month and go to the buffet instead. I remember being stuck around 350 pounds for six months because I was constantly dieting and then binging. All just a big losing cycle. I was going crazy. I went through a bad breakup and a bankruptcy of my photography business, and multiple suicide attempts. But thankfully, I came out alive with a new sense of self and life. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Guys, look, if you will just pay attention to Abby's story, like I've said before, if you will pay attention, you will truly learn the secrets to successful weight loss and just successful Life change, I'm telling you. And here's another perfect example. Here's another secret right here that I actually just discussed in depth in episode number 35. Unrealistic expectations and the pressure that we put on ourselves is the biggest reason that people quit their diet. And that's exactly what Abby did. She didn't lose any weight on a certain week, so she would get upset. She would probably think it's not worth it, and she would quit. But in reality, there was and is so much going on behind the scenes. There's so much going on underneath her skin. With every single minute of activity, with every single wonderful, healthy meal, with every single cup of water, amazing things are happening inside her body. Amazing changes are beginning to occur. And guess what? You don't always see these changes instantaneously on the scale. And that's why using the scale as your one and only primary indicator of success is such a big mistake. Oh, screw the scales. 
Look, but here's maybe the bigger thing to not miss. Abby said, instead of loving my body for being able to do those workouts, I would get upset. Turn the volume up, gang. Look, hear me. I say it all the time because it's true. Learning to love and value your body right now, whether you weigh 100 pounds, 200 pounds, 150, 250, 350, 500, I don't care. Learning to love and value your body right now, just like it is, is the true secret to losing weight and enjoying the process. You cannot hate your body into results. And if you do, you will never enjoy the results. You'll just resent what it took to get you there. Let me say that again. Hear it. Write it down. You cannot hate your body into results. And if you do, you will not enjoy the results. And you will hate the process. You'll just resent what it took you to get to where you think you wanted to go. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Abby went on to say, I remember being stuck around 350 pounds for six months because I was constantly dieting and then binging, all just a big losing cycle. I was going crazy. This, guys, look, this is exactly what I talk about in episode number 20 that I mentioned earlier. A lot of people, when trying to lose weight, they fall into this mentally and physically unhealthy roller coaster of drastically undereating, some extreme diet or just food restriction. And they're under eating, under eating until they just can't take it anymore. And then they drastically overeat for a while. And then eventually, once they have the motivation again, the whole process starts over. It's totally out of balance and it will never deliver results that last. Okay, moving along. Abby said, we're we're all the way to 2019 now. She said around the start of 2019, I really started respecting my body a little bit more (laughs) about what kind of foods I wanted to fuel it with. Overeating ceased, and I dropped from 350-plus pounds to sitting around 300 by the end of summer. So, guys, at this point, she's lost about 100 pounds. She said, I finally got the whole meal prep thing down. I was eating a high-protein, low-sugar diet. For the first time in my life, I was working out because I enjoyed it not because I had to. I found my love for Zumba. For those of you that don't know, Zumba is like a aerobic, fun, like aerobic dance class. She she said, I found my love for Zumba, which pre-COVID, pre-quarantine, I did three times a week in kickboxing and lifting. I could see the weight slowly falling off. I was so impressed with what I had done that I was determined to hit 275, the magical 100 pounds lost by the end of the year. I started a challenge. I had to drink a gallon of water, work out for an hour, not eat more than 2,300 calories per day, and read and journal for 15 minutes minimum per day with no rest days, no days off, no grace for myself, only results. I did it. I lost 100 pounds, and I completed the challenge, but at the risk of my health and relationship with food. I was so hungry by the time the challenge was over that I would go to bed crying at night because my stomach hurt. I don't know if it was a lack of rest days, the hard workouts I was doing or what, but my hunger was out of control. I had used all my willpower constantly 
and intensely during the 75-day challenge that the day it was over, (laughs) Thanksgiving, that was bad timing on whoever planned that challenge, the day it was over, Thanksgiving, I ate everything in sight. And I continued to eat everything in sight for three months from December 2019 to the end of February 2020. I, the person who months ago could say no to overeating every day, suddenly was binging 5,000 plus calories a day. I had lost control yet again. I was still working out with my Zumba classes, but my body hurt again. And I was so exhausted. Well, (laughs) you guys, you already know this. You know I hate weight loss challenges. And this is a perfect example of why. she Look, she did it, okay? I mean, for all practical purposes, it was successful for her, right? I mean, she lost the weight. She was successful. She took on the challenge and did it. And guess what? It freaking backfired. You know why? Because of exactly what Abby shared. She said, no days off, no grace for myself, only results. That, my friends, is exactly how most challenges are. They're purely focused on results. It's results at all costs. It's out of balance. You probably get sick of hearing me talk about balance, and you probably get sick of hearing me reference previous episodes, but I want you to see and to understand that I am trying to teach you the real truth, the real secrets to like long-term weight loss success. And Abby is a perfect illustration of this because she has lived it way before she ever met me, way before she heard one of my podcast episodes. Firsthand, she's lived it. She's experienced and discovered these things that I'm teaching you each and every week, but she learned them the hard way, guys. Okay, anyway, back to the point. If you want to be successful, you must balance. You can't, a weight loss challenge is out of balance. You must balance two things, goals and grace. And that's exactly what weight loss challenges, like I said, they don't do. And exactly also, it's what I talk about in episode number 34. So you must take action and go after what you want, but you must also be willing to give yourself grace and rest. And if you swing too far to either end of this goal grace spectrum, you will crash and burn. It's just the way it works. So, okay, back to Abby's story. Right after the challenge, Abby said, Suddenly, I was binging 5,000-plus calories per day. I had lost control yet again, over 20 pounds back up, and I felt disgusting, not only because of the number on the scale, but because of how gross my body felt after eating food that didn't serve me in any way. Okay, my friends, look, there are two big take-homes that I want to point out here. Number one, Abby had already lost close to 100 pounds. Most people would look from the outside and think, oh, oh my gosh, incredible, like she's done it. She's totally changed her body. She's finished. (laughs) What she shares here is a perfect example that this whole weight loss, this whole health thing is truly a journey. It's a process, and it gets easier and easier and better and better. But you're never finished. Think about it this way. When you're driving a car, you're never finished driving. (laughs) You get better at driving, and you can eventually do it with less and less thought, it's like it's, it almost becomes automatic. But as long as you're sitting in that driver's seat and the car is moving, you're never finished. You're always driving. And that's exactly how weight loss is. As you progress, it requires less and less thought. And it becomes almost automatic. It gets easier and easier. But you're never finished. 
So that's the first big take home from what she shared. The second take home is notice that Abby said she felt disgusting, not necessarily because of the number on the scale, but because of how gross her body felt after eating food that didn't serve her. That's a huge progression. Huge. Remember earlier in her story, her body craved what I called food porn, sugary drinks and nothing but fried foods. Now, she had tapped into what truly feeling good felt like. Maybe for one of the first times in her life, she had experienced like what it felt like to truly feel good. And now she missed it. See, I really believe a lot of people don't even know what it's like to truly feel good, to have a clear mind with no brain fog, to have great consistent energy levels, to not have indigestion, to not have all kinds of aches and pains. For a lot of people, what has become their norm, just how they normally feel and exist day to day is honestly pretty crappy, <laughs> but they don't even know it. They don't even realize it because they don't have anything to compare it to. They don't even know what feeling good feels like. Navi experienced this and she missed it. She goes on to say, at the start of March 2020, as in last month, guys, we're, we're getting really current here. I mean, it's it's, it's late April right now. We're at March 2020. She said, I went to my doctor to ask for help. I hopped on the scale weighing in at 296.5, and I almost cried. Over 20 pounds back up, and I felt disgusting, not only because of the number, but because of how gross my body felt after eating food that didn't serve me in any way. I had never before swallowed my pride to ask for medical help, as going to the doctor makes my already high anxiety go into overdrive. But I was at the end of my rope. My doctor prescribed me phenamine for appetite suppressant, and it's honestly helped a little bit. I don't wake up with hunger pains, nor is food something I'm constantly thinking about while sitting at my desk. I can stick to my meal prep and enjoy the foods I'm eating because they make me feel good, not only because they taste good. I woke up Friday, which is the last time I weighed in, at 281.4. I'm seeing the scale go back down, and I'm not at all upset with 15 pounds in one and a half months. It feels good to be back. I had lost a lot of hope the past couple months that I was going to gain all 100 pounds back because I couldn't do it anymore. I was so sick of saying no to every family outing that had food there because I didn't want to be tempted. I wouldn't go out to dinner with friends because I couldn't afford the calories. I missed birthday parties because I didn't want to eat the cake. Okay, Believe it or not, guys, I totally know how she feels because it's exactly how I used to feel when I would do super crazy strict diets for bodybuilding when I was competing. I can't tell you how many family gatherings, birthdays, including my own, and dinners out with friends where I've simply not eaten, eaten like anything at all because the food wasn't part of my current diet. My friends, that is no way to live. And that's exactly why I adopted and I teach and preach that food is not quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad, and that no food should be totally eliminated, and that a balanced approach is the best, and it's really the only approach to have a healthy, fit body and to have lifelong success. Okay, look, we're getting close to the end here. So, Abby says, this entire long story to explain is to explain my situation and it basically boils down to this. I'm asking for your help with my relationship with food. I know how to lose weight in an unhealthy way that I cannot sustain. 
but I want to rebuild my relationship with food for lifelong success. I've learned the hard lessons of how easily food can control my life, and I don't want to go back. Oh, man. Look, first, first things first, guys, I would argue that Abby is in the majority. Most people, there's a good chance if you're listening to this podcast, most of you, most people, if they're really honest, they know how to lose weight in an unhealthy way that they cannot sustain, just like Abby said. They just can't figure out how to make the results last or how to get results without being absolutely miserable. And that's what I specialize in. (laughs) And that's why I'm so happy to be working with Abby now. Now let's dive in to the other thing that she shares here to wrap it all up. She says, I want to rebuild my relationship with food for lifelong success. I've learned the hard lessons of how easily food can control my life, and I don't want to go back. I have a dream someday of finally losing this weight. I have this drive in the back of my head to do it for the little me that used to wish to her fairy godmother that she would wake up without a gut. I want to make her wish come true. I've got a long road ahead, Corey. I've got about 85 more pounds to lose. And then we'll have to find a way to save up enough money for skin removal. I've got a lot of work I need to do mentally to get past my binging tendencies and overall relationship with nutrition in general. But I want to continue this journey. I know I can do it, but I just need a little extra help. (sighs) I'm not a crier, but like, guys, that that makes me want to cry. Like in a really awesome way. (laughs) Look, please listen, we're about to wrap this up. People think there are a million different reasons they can't lose weight and keep it off. Not enough discipline, not enough support, not enough time. I'm too busy. I can't cook healthy. The list is a mile long, but Abby nails it right here. The real reason people struggle and fail is because they keep using and keep trying an imbalanced approach that totally screws up their relationship with food their relationship with their body, with the idea of losing weight and being fit. And honestly, it screws up their relationship with themselves. When you take steps to change your relationship with food, you will enjoy it more than ever before without guilt. When you take steps to change your relationship with your body, you begin to see your own beauty and strength and love your body. When you take steps to change your relationship with weight loss and being fit and just the whole concept and idea of that, you actually begin to enjoy the process and get more results than ever with less stress than ever. And when you take steps to change your relationship with yourself, you'll start to love yourself just as you are. And this, this my friends, is the ticket It's the secret sauce that empowers you to achieve whatever you want with your body and live the life you truly want. And that is exactly my goal, my hope, my prayer, and my plan for working with Abby. And honestly, it's my goal for every client that entrusts me with their health and weight loss journey. And I do not take that trust lightly. I absolutely love what I do, and I hope you can see that from each and every podcast episode. And if you ever want to join Abby and all of the other amazing people in my inner circle, like I don't, 
I don't talk about it much. I don't try to get you guys to sign up or anything like that. And I, I don't want you to if you don't think it's what's best for you. But if after hearing all of this, if you're like, man, God, I need to just put up or shut up. I need to take that next step. If that's you, then man, shoot me a private message on Instagram and I'll be happy to tell you more about it. If you're not on Instagram, you could also go to my website, CoreyLittleCoaching.com and send me a message there. Now, let's wrap it up here. I know this episode has run a little long, but I'm so excited. I want to give you a real-time update, okay? <laughs> so about 10 days into being part of my inner circle, Abby posted this in our coaching group. She said, y'all, I've just been focusing on the first module, like the first phase, and I hit my lowest weight again. I had gained 20 pounds back over the winter, and it's all gone again. And here's the best part. Here's the best part, guys. She said, and I have stress. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't even say it. She said, and I have stressed less about food. And look, and she posted a picture of the scales showing the lowest weight again. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, now I love that. But honestly, I like this even more. So around the same time, she shared this on her Instagram. There, there was a, like a picture of a slice of pizza. And then it was the following text. She said, one of the biggest things I've learned from Corey Little so far is to release my guilt from food. I eat healthy over 90% of the time, but today's free pizza day at work. Normally I don't indulge, but I left my lunch meal that I prepped at home today, and I'm going to have a slice of pizza. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this treat and then move on. <laughs> Heck yeah, good job, Abby. She goes on, she says, I'll eat what I would nor I, I will eat what I would normally eat for the rest of the day and not go crazy. I didn't quote unquote cheat on my diet because I'm not on one. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Back to it. <laughs> she said, this food isn't quote unquote bad. And I didn't gain all 100 pounds back from eating pizza for lunch. I don't want to do this all the time because it wouldn't make me feel good, but not because it's quote unquote bad. Holy crap, y'all. This feels like freedom. I'm just going to leave you with that. This feels like freedom. Abby, oh my gosh. You've made my week. You've made my month. You're amazing and strong and courageous and bold and beautiful. And I'm honored to be working with you. And I believe the same is true for all of you listening. Everyone out there listening, if you're part of my inner circle, if you're not, if you're in the United States or anywhere else around the world, you, my friends, are amazing and strong and courageous and bold and beautiful. And there's truly more to your body than what you weigh. And losing weight is really about gaining life. And as Abby is discovering, it's really about freedom. Mm. Oh my gosh. Much love, my friends. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye.